So, I have three talks that I want to talk with you about this weekend. One tonight, tomorrow, twice during the day. Uh, but what I want to do is I want to do with three really big things that I believe you need to get in line in your life. Your faith, your fears, and your future. Those are three things that I think that we all need to deal with. We all need to get, get our life in order with. Our faith, we need to move forward. Our fears, we need to somehow beat those down. And then looking into our future so we can live into the future. So tonight I'm going to talk about your faith. It's really the question is, who are you going to trust? So there have been a lot of books, a lot of articles written over the course of time recently about the dramatic decline of trust in our society. The bottom line is nobody really trusts anyone anymore. People just don't know what is truthful, what is not, what is being said that they should rely on, and what is it that they shouldn't. You know, we tend to be wondering what really is the truth, and we become skeptical in it. So today we, we have customers don't trust businesses, employees don't trust employers, and nobody trusts the government. It's just how it's worked out. So what's behind this decline in trust in our society where, where, where we become skeptical of everything and everyone? We take a, a step back approach. You know, what's happened is, is we've heard all of these bogus claims. We've seen all of and heard all of the unkept promises. And the result is we just don't know who we can trust and so we just don't trust people. Why don't we trust people? The answer is our society doesn't value truth anymore. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. It could still be pushed forward. It's, it's, rather than being about the truth, it's about an agenda. And so rather than truth being communicated and pushed, it's, it's an agenda. The reality is, is that truth and trust go together. You trust people who tell you the truth. And you don't trust people if you don't think they're telling you the truth. So in a society where most people say, there's no such thing as absolute truth. I've heard it said a lot. What that actually means is, you can trust absolutely no one. Because if there's no absolute truth, then what do you have to bank on? What do you have to, to lean on? What do you have to base your life on? That causes stress in our lives, it causes stress because we're all wired to trust. From the way that God wired you, the way God put you together, he designed you to have the capacity and the desire to trust in something, specifically in someone greater than you, because that one person is God who wants to have a relationship with you, where you fully trust him. So if you don't learn to trust God, you will find something or you will create something to put your trust in. It may be in that diploma that you're in pursuit of and you want to put it on the wall and that will give you some sense of security. I just got to get, I got to graduate and I got to graduate high. That's where I put my security. It may be in that future thought that you're going to have a bank account with money in it. And that's going to give you your self-esteem. 
It may be in having a companion that becomes your source of significance. It may be that future career, a goal, whatever it is, you will find or you will create something to trust in. Now, anytime a person, uh, anytime I trust in any person or anything more than God, or anytime I value any person or anything more than God, there's a Bible term for that. The term is an idol. That becomes an idol. That's the definition of idol. It's when I trust anything or anyone more than I trust God. The second of the Ten Commandments says, don't make any idols. It made it into the top ten. Another place in the Bible, in the book of Deuteronomy, it says, for your own good. You know, you you could underline that, circle it, highlight it. For your own good, don't sin by making an idol in any form. So tonight, I want to do three things. I want to ask three questions and answer them. The questions are, what happens when I trust anything else more than God? Why does it seem so difficult to trust God? Why should I trust God? So first question, what happens when I trust anything else more than God? Well, there are two negative effects of doing that. One is I get disillusioned. I get disillusioned. Anytime I expect other people to meet a need in my life that only God can meet, I'm going to get disappointed. And then I'm going to get disillusioned. It's the idea that if I could just get into this relationship, if I could have a relationship with this person, then I'd be happy. You know, if I could eventually get married, then I'll be happy. You know, if I could get that job that I'm really, really in search of, it's why I'm going to school. If I could just get that job, I'm going to be happy. You know, if I could create that bank account just with a whole lot of zeros, then I'm going to be happy. Then I'll feel good about myself. Then life would be fantastic. Now, when you do that, you create an idol. And you're going to be disillusioned by the idol you create. Jeremiah 10, 14 says, those who make idols are disillusioned. In Hebrews 2, 18, of what value is an idol? For he who makes it trusts in, its own, in his own creation. It's just craziness. You know what, you know what is, is kind of one version of crazy? We look at people in the jungle who will pick up a piece of wood and carve it into some image, and then they will bow down and worship it. And we say, that's crazy. You made it. Why are you now worshiping it? But we do it all the time. You might be doing it with your potential career, creating an idol, and you're worshiping that future career, or relationships, or plans. We act as if that is what is going to give meaning to my life. When I accomplish that, when I get that, when that happens, I'll be satisfied. My life will have meaning. It will have significance. And if you do that, when you get there, you're going to be disillusioned. It's not going to be what you think it's going to be because you've idolized it. You've created an idol. And the interesting thing is, 
We put our hope and trust in something or someone. And then when we when we get disillusioned by it, we also get disillusioned with God. And we think God let us down. And the reality is we chose a path with that as the destination. And then we blame God for what happens for the outcome. We don't trust him in that sense. Isaiah 44, 20 says, the poor deluded fool who is the poor deluded fool is trusting something that can give him no help at all. Yet he cannot bring himself to ask, is this thing, this idol, a lie? See, when we trust anything besides God to take care of us, ultimately we're going to be disappointed and disillusioned. A second thing that happens is I get deceived. In 1 Corinthians 12, 2, you let yourselves be influenced and led away to worship idols. Now, I've met people who have been influenced and led away to the worship of other people, to the worship of ideas or animals or things. They're led away and they get deceived. They buy into something. They buy into an idea. They buy into a concept. They they move themselves into a direction, and pretty soon they're not only deceived, they're dominated by it. They're controlled by some religious belief system that is in opposition to God and in opposition to the truth. This is how addictions start. This is where addictions live. You let yourself be influenced by someone or something that becomes so important And pretty soon that someone or something is controlling you. Psalm 115.8 says, those who make idols end up like them. So does everyone who trusts them. Do whatever you value the most in life, you're going to become like it. If you value money more important in life, you're going to become a materialist. If you value pleasure more than anything else in life, you're going to become a hedonist. If you value what works more important than other things, you become a pragmatist. You become what you make yourself. If I value Jesus Christ more important in life than anything else, I become a Christian. And now I'm following him. I'm in pursuit of him. Whatever you put in that top value in your life, it's going to shape you, whether it's money or practicality or Jesus or pleasure, whatever you do. And if if that thing you're not putting at the top, if it's not God, you're going to get disillusioned. You're going to get deceived and you're going to get your life messed up. So why do we do this? Instead of trusting God, why do we start trusting in in all these other things, thinking that they're going to give my life meaning? They're going to give me significance. Well, the reason we create idols is because we want, what we really want is a God we can control. That's what you want when you're creating an idol. You want a God that you can control. We want to shrink God down so we could manage him. We want to reduce him to our size so we could put him in a little box. We could control him. See, really, we don't want a God in our life. What we really want is a genie. 
We want a God that will do whatever we tell it to do, whenever we want it to do something. That's not God. That's a genie. People don't want a God they have to serve. People want a God who would serve them and do for them what they want. So here's a very important question you need to ask yourself. Do I exist for God or does God exist for me? Which way do you go? If you say God exists for me, you don't have a God. You have a genie because he exists for you, for whatever you want. You've created this little figment in your imagination. You've created an idol to serve you. Now, you have to understand this is not new. From the very beginning, we have been trying to do this. At creation, God said, I'm going to make man in my own image. Nowadays, we do the exact opposite. We've reversed it. Man says, I'm going to make God in my image. I'm going to fashion him in the way that I want. He's going to be the way I want him to be so that I could do the things that I want to do. People are, are, are doing this so they can justify their lifestyle, their idea of what God is like, and their ideas of how they want to do life rather than how God wants us to do life. We try to redefine God so that we're comfortable in our life with him. We want him to fit our lifestyle. Now, this has been happening for centuries. For example, did you know that in the Roman Empire, during the decline of the Roman Empire, while the decline was happening, you could create any God you wanted to fit your life, your lifestyle. For example, if you liked to get drunk and party, hey, there was a God for that. You worshiped a God whose name was Bacchus, the God of getting drunk. And you just pick whatever vice you wanted, and there was a God for that. And that way you could worship this God, which really means you get to do this lifestyle that you want. Because really it was, if you had a lifestyle that you wanted to justify, all you had to do was to create a new God in the Roman pantheon. And you, were, you could do that and say, hey, my God says this is okay. Therefore, I could do this in a way that I could worship God. You hear people that, that want to do this all of the time. What they're trying to do is interpret God into their style rather than letting God be God of their life and trusting him to do that. It's one of the most popular ideas in our society today. God is anything you want him to be. That's a popular idea. All of the expressions are equally valid, equally true. You can believe whatever you want to believe about God. Now, that sounds good to anyone who wants to justify a lifestyle because what they want is different than what God wants. So rather than going to God and going to God's word and saying, God, how do you want me to live life? They're going to hear over here and saying, hey, this is how I want to live life. So I will fashion my God this way. And I could do whatever I want. That's what's happening. There's a, there's a philosophy called syncretism. It's 
pretty popular in our society, even though people don't use the word syncretism. It's a prevailing philosophy in the world. Syncretism is the idea of combining a bunch of ideas from different sources, different philosophies, different ways of life. You put them all together and this becomes your philosophy. This is how I'm going to live. This becomes your religion. You get an idea here, you get an idea there, you get some wacky stuff from somewhere, throw in your own ideas, wrap it up all together, and then you declare, this is what God is like. What happens is someone takes a little bit of Christianity, a little bit of Eastern thought, throw in some Buddhism, throw in some Taoism, throw in some of their own wacky ideas, mix it all up, and they come out with a philosophy with a religious system that they want to live and they want you to live it with them. Now, whenever you get into that kind of stuff, it inevitably, it will always lead you to disillusionment, to deception, to disappointment, to domination, and eventually to destruction of your life. So the route of saying, I want God to be who I want him to be. It, le- it ends up in destruction. It ends up in messing up your life, where what we need is to fully trust God because he is trustworthy. So the second question is, why is it difficult to trust God? It's a question we all have. Can I really trust God? Why is it so difficult? Why do I end up trusting all of these other things instead of trusting God? Now, anyone... This answer fits. The answer is because I really don't know him. You don't trust somebody that you don't know. And neither do I. The same is true with God. If you don't know God and you don't know what God is really like, or you have some of these weird ideas that you've picked up along the way about God, you're not going to trust him. Because you could see through all of that, that that God is not trustworthy. That God is is not consistent. On the other hand, if you really know God and you know how much you matter to him and how much he cares for you, how much he has your best interest at heart, then you don't have any trouble following him, trusting him. See, it all comes down to, do you know him? Because if you know him, you will trust him. See, the alternative to trusting to to trust in God is, is you have worry, you have conflict, you have confusion, and you have this feeling that you have to control everything. Because if you don't, it's going to slip away. And then you're going to be disappointed. God says, I have a better idea for you. Trust me. Trust me. So you might say, well, why should I do that? Why should I trust God with my life? I'll give you three reasons why you should trust God with your life, why you should put all of your faith in him. First up, because he will always tell the truth. He is the truth. Truth is defined by God. He is the essence of truth. The nature of God are the things that are right, trustworthy. The Bible says we can completely count on him. For it is impossible for God to lie. You should circle that word impossible. You know, if anyone ever comes up to you and says, hey, 
You trust God. You believe God. Is there anything that he cannot do? The answer is yes. There is one thing that God cannot do. God cannot lie. He cannot lie. He is the truth. It would violate his code. It would violate his nature. It would violate who he is because God cannot contradict himself. God is the essence of truth, and it is impossible for him to lie. There's no way that God could be untruthful. And that means we can trust him. I could put my faith in him. Romans 3, 4 says, God will continue to be true even when every person is false. If God says to do something in the Bible, you could count on it. You could fully trust it. You know, if God says something in the Bible, I'm going to do it because I know it's the truth. It might not be popular. It might not be easy. I may not even actually understand it. But I will do it because God knows me. God knows life. God knows what's best. And so I'm going to go with God on it. I'm going to trust him. Second thing, why should I trust God with my life? Because he will always love me. And that's what we want. That's what we need. We need to know that we are loved, that we matter to God. He says this over and over in the Bible, and he demonstrates it over and over in your life. You were created as an act of God's love. You were created as an object of God's love. The Bible says over and over that God loves you. And the greatest expression of that is in Jesus Christ. Jesus came to earth in a human form because of God's love for you. And he gave himself for you, dying for you on the cross. That was an extreme act of love that he did for each one of us. God loves you more than you can or ever will be able to fathom. But he does. He will always love me. In 1 John, the Bible says, we know how much God loves us. So we have put our trust in him because God's perfect love drives out fear. He says perfect love drives out fear. What keeps you from trusting God is fear. You're afraid to trust God completely. What's going to happen if I do that? And you get these odd ideas about it because God loves you. Your outcome is not going to be weird if you base your life on God's love. See, the more you know about God, the more you can trust him. The less you know about God, the less you're going to trust him. Because truth and trust go together. So let God love you. And you will experience the peace that comes into life when that perfect love pushes out the fear. That's when you experience peace, when love pushes out the fear that you have going on in your life. So why should I trust God with my life? Third reason, because he will always help me. If I trust him, 
He will give me the direction I need. He will give me the help that I need. He will help me make right decisions. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 say, Trust the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. That phrase right in the middle, do not lean on your own understanding. A lot of times it takes courage to do what God wants you to do because you don't understand it. You don't quite get it. You look at it from your viewpoint and it, it, it seems foggy. It, I just don't get it. But if you could look at it from God's viewpoint, it would be as clear as a beautiful day. That's the difference with perspective. And so because of that, because I know I don't always see it as clearly as God does, I need to not lean on my own understanding, but I need to in every way trust him and he will make my paths straight. If I choose to not go God's direction, then I'm going to lean on my own understanding because that's all I've got. And the outcome is going to be disappointment. The outcome is not going to be good. But if I do what God says, then I'm going to reap the consequence of doing what he says. And those consequences are blessings, goodness, life. So how do you know if you're really trusting God? How do you know? Well, you know by checking how quickly you obey. When God tells you to do something, how quick is your obedience? Is it immediate? Is it delayed? Do you procrastinate? Do you put up an argument? Do you put up a discussion? Do you wrestle with it? What do you do? Now, for instance, let's say I'm a little boy and I'm out standing in the middle of the street. And all of a sudden, my dad, who's over on the sidewalk, starts yelling at me. Son, get out of the street. And if I'm thinking to myself, what's up with him? Why is he yelling at me? I'm just out here in the street enjoying myself. It's nice out here. But you see, what I don't see is there's a semi-truck screaming down the road right at me. And if I don't move, I am smashed. But how quickly or how slowly I obey and take action is totally based on how much I trust dad over on the side. How much I realize he must see something that I don't. He must have a perspective that I don't have. So how quickly am I going to obey? Because if I don't obey quickly in this instance, I'm toast. It's always about how quickly am I going to move in the direction that God wants me to move. How am I going, how much am I going to trust him? How much am I going to go with him? Am I going to be slow about it or am I going to obey quickly? You can tell how much you trust God by how quickly you do what God tells you to do. When God tells you to do it, okay, I'm in. Or, well, okay, I'll think about it. Jesus Christ has something to say to you. Jesus says, don't be afraid. Just trust me. See, what we're dealing with is our own fear about something. 
we're not putting our trust in God. We're putting our trust in something or someone else. And because of that, we have a fear going on. And Jesus wants us to hear, don't be afraid. Replace your fear with trust. Trust me. Put your faith in me. You know, we're starting tonight talking about faith because we need to get we need to get our faith settled. We need to decide who am I really going to trust? See, what I'm talking about is crucial for all of us. Maybe you've never really given everything in your life to God. Maybe you've been doing a little bit of this, this holding back on your trust, on your faith. You know, maybe you've said, yeah, you know, I know a little bit more about what God, I, I know more about this than God does. I'm going to do what I want regardless of what God says. And you're separating yourself from God. And you're living it with some kind of fear in the background of what if I'm wrong? We need to put our trust in God. Like Jesus said, don't be afraid. Just trust me. So my big question right now is, will you trust him? Will you be someone who says, hey, 100 percent. I'm in. I'm going to do whatever God says as quickly as possible. I'm going to go with him. God tells me the truth. I accept it and I will move forward. And I don't care if it's popular or not. I don't care if it's hard to do or not. I don't care if I don't understand it because I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. I don't care if it's difficult. I'm going to do what God says in my relationships. I'm going to do what God says with the use of my time. I'm going to do what God says with the use of my energy. I'm going to do what God says with my life. God, I'm going to give you all of my life, everything that it ever has been, everything that it is today, everything that it will be. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to put my faith in you. You need to know that God will never let you down. Put your trust in him. Put your faith in him. And you will experience the life that he promises. Okay, let's pray. Father, I'm so grateful that you love us. And I am so grateful that you want to have a relationship with us. I pray that we would fully trust you. I pray that we would be men and women of faith, men and women who hear your word and obey it. We hear your truth and we do what you say. Father, I pray that as we do, you would bless us with understanding, with goodness, with meaningful relationships, with life. I pray that we would really get our faith settled with you tonight. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.